History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 year old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. We're in Roanoke, Virginia, with my good friend Brad Huddleston, who is an author, revivalist, itinerant preacher, and a good buddy. And uh, we've just had a good coffee. And I said, mate, let's do a quick interview and tell everyone what's happening. Uh, firstly, mate, I know you're heading out to Australia. Tell us what your plans are for 2023. We're going to be, uh, thank you, by the way, and it's so good to have you in our neck of the woods. Thanks, mate. It just was so good to, to we're in the mid-Appalachian Mountains, and uh, to have you over here is just great, because I'm used to seeing you in Brisbane. But Beth and I are missionaries to mm-hmm. a sight and sound generation who are addicted to their devices, and uh, we're going to be in Australia uh, starting in uh, February. We're going to start off in uh, South Australia in Aldingo, which is not far from Adelaide. And then we'll be there for about two and a half weeks and then up to Mackay in North Queensland, uh, work with police there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do, I would do a three week tour where we're out and about in the police car going to uh, schools and things like that. And I'll be preaching in churches on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're gonna go out to Gundawindi. We, I like the bush because as you can see from around here, we, we like the bush. But from there, we will go into Brisbane mm-hmm. and uh, not really sure that that end of the trip is still being planned, but Townsville as well while we're up in Mackay. So that's what we'll be doing for about two and a half months, running around Australia. We love Australia. We've got a got a heart. Been going there for over twenty years, yeah. and uh, we just we love you guys to bits. Well, we've had you on Vision Radio a number of times over the years. You preached at New Hope, and hopefully we'll get you at New Hope again when you're back in Australia. So Thanks. looking forward to hanging out with you again uh, down under. But over here, you also travel a bit. You do a lot of itinerant ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us about the message that you bring. I know you've got a new book called Digital Rehab. What's the what's the message you're bringing at the moment? Well, I'm in collaboration uh, at the University of South Africa with their research and neuroscience division. So I specialize in digital addiction. And so I write a lot of papers about that, uh, even secularly. So I've written twice for Globe Ethics, which is an ethics organization, not Christian, but they let me write from a biblical worldview. So the last one I wrote was on artificial intelligence being incorporated into education. And there's a lot of ethical dilemmas about that. But that's a door opener for me to get into places that a missionary would normally not get into just by saying, well, I'm a Christian. I want to come and talk to you. So when I deal with digital addiction, the whole planet's addicted. And so parents are starving for help. And then in the academic world, the grades haven't worked out so well when they've integrated all this technology. And I also have a computer science degree, so I'm not anti-technology. So they sort of like me. And so that opens the door for me to get in and to get into people's hearts because as ministers, you and I love to help people. And I just carry that into wherever I go. And so I write these books. So I've written three books on this subject. The first one was called The Dark Side of Technology. The second one was called Digital Cocaine. And that's because the brain scans of literal cocaine addicts are the same as digital addicts. Mm. And they're, they're frightening to look at. And then the most recent one is all on detoxing. So it's called Digital Rehab, Learning to Live Again in the Real World. And our heart is to see people free from this madness. And after all these years of digital saturation, there's finally an openness to somebody like me because we've gone over the top globally. So God's opened doors. And I I appreciate you letting me talk about this. Mm. You've always been so good to me, Matt, and uh, just appreciate you. 
Well, I do remember all those years back when the, the dark side technology came out and we had you on the radio and I thought, wow, everyone needs to hear this message. I need to hear this message. <laughs> I need to you hear know. the message. And, and, and the truth is, you know, technology is a tool. You know, you can, we're using a smartphone here to record yep. this. You know, you, you can use it for good, but you can also use it in excess. You can use it, you know, in the wrong way as well. And we've got to be wise in the way we use it. So I'm curious... You know, I mean, obviously the Bible talks about self-control as a fruit of the Spirit, and it's important for us to take ownership of our devices and be wise with the way we use it. But how much of it, you know, from a Pentecostal point of view, how much of it is the power of God and healing and deliverance? How much of it is that? And how much of it is us just saying, right, I'm going to be wise, I'm going to be smart with this? Just unpack that for us. The, the problem with using words like balance and a tool is that we've said them for you know, 25 years, and it's never cured the problem. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a truth in it. Don't get me wrong. But what I say is if you really want to apply that whole thing about it being a tool, you'd have to look at it like a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Chainsaws are very dangerous. And, you know, if you've ever, I've used them, you know, burn wood and and all that, and you go out and, uh, but it's seasonal. You go out in the fall, what we call autumn uh, here, and and the leaves are all turning, and you go out and you cut your wood. Then you put the chainsaw away. And then it sits in the shed because it's a dang. You just don't grab it and run into town like we are here and start firing the thing up. This mobile device that we're using here has the potential for good. There's no question. But it also is a chainsaw to the brain. And the problem is not that people are going to get addicted to this video clip. They're not. It's the pornography. It's the social media. It's the video games. Mm -hmm. And so from a Pentecostal point of view, traditionally, our heritage has been one of revival. And we preached in the early days, we would preach repentance, which was the first word that Jesus used when he began his public ministry. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means to turn around and forsake those things. Mm -hmm. Well, that message of holiness or separation, repentance, is fallen out of style with man, but not God. So what we have to do, my contention with this new book, is that these things that grip us are what the Apostle Paul called the spirit of the age. It's demonic. Anytime there's bondage, anytime people are getting angry, you try to take the device away from someone and they throw a fit mm. or they trash their house. I mean, obviously, God is not a God of chaos. He's a God of order. And um, so what we have to do in this new book, what I contend is we have to detox first, which means you just hit the reset button or the brain returns to what is called homeostasis. All the chemicals become right. Then you're able to come back to technology from a holiness point of view and say, you know what? This is what I'm going to use. This is what I'm not. So it's what I always say. No one's, I get a long line of people asking me to pray for them for porn addiction, for video game addiction. I'm, I hug them and happy to do it. But no one's ever come to me and said, Brad, I'm so addicted to Microsoft Word. Would you pray for me? <laughs> Brad, I can't stop my online banking. I'm just on it all night. Those things that are actually helpful, those things that make life easy, that actually will get us a job, we typically don't get addicted to it. It's all the other stuff. Mm. So I have an animation that I've created that takes a, a mobile device like a phone with all the icons on it. And I divide those icons out. And the left side has all the stuff that are causing bad brain scans. The ones on the right, no one typically struggles with. And so if we're going to be holy, you ask from a Pentecostal perspective and walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because if you're walking in the flesh and you're walking in porn, you're not walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to stay on the right side of that screen. And that's a tool Mm. but it can only be a tool when you approach it from a clean slate Mm. i hope that makes sense Mm. that's good so clearly you're saying you know as christians we shouldn't be looking at any porn and even soft porn which is you know a lot of movies these days 
video clips, you know. The ones that are rated here in the States, it would be PG. What is it in Australia, the equivalent? It's the lower rating. Yeah. It, they're, still, they're still bad. Similar, yeah. yeah. Um, and I talk to a lot of men about this. And, you know, I know a lot of guys that struggle with it. We all, we've all struggled with it in the past. But we've got to be accountable. We've got to confess it. Yes. We've got to be accountable. Yes. And we've got to have self-control. So obviously porn is a big one. When it comes to social media, I know that uh, I, mean, I spoke to a guy the other day, a Christian guy, 25. He said he watches TikTok two to three hours a day. He just mm -hmm. scrolls. Mm -hmm. And he says if there's a movie that's boring, he'll just put on his TikTok and start looking at that because, mm -hmm. the you know, it's so addictive to just keep scrolling mm -hmm. through it. Obviously, that's one of the latest ones that's causing mm -hmm. trouble. Obviously, there's Facebook, Instagram and the others too. But it's like they've got this algorithm to try and trick people to keep looking, isn't it? If you've ever seen the documentary called The Social Dilemma, mm. what that is all about, and this is what in the neuroscience that is studied quite a bit, and I write about it extensively, is a dopaminergic effect. So the, the hook in the addiction, whether it be to cocaine, heroin, entertainment, is dopamine. Mm. And dopamine is good. You need it for cognition. You need it to learn your maths. Notice I said maths. Yeah, no, it's not and math. That's right, because y'all are smarter than us. Y'all do, do maths. We only do math. So you've got this dopamine that you need, but at high quantities, it gets you high, and you chase it. So with TikTok, what, once you get addicted, it, it's the scrolling and the algorithms cater more to what they figure out what you'd like mm. because of your search. But then once they figure out what you're like, they, they, this comes up on your feed all the time. But what that's actually doing is generating high quantities of dopamine. So the brain addiction typically works on novelty. The brain is wanting to learn, which mm. is a good thing. And that's how education works. The problem is at high levels, education, which is slow learning, goes to the side in favor mm. of the quick scroll mm. because the dopamine levels are much higher. And at that point, you're hooked. Literally, mm. it's, it's a chemical addiction. And so until that, until that is broken and you're afraid of it, you cannot function properly. You can't hear from God because whatever it is that you're addicted to, that's where your affections are. Mm. That's where your emotions are. That's where your intimacies are, which is really the reason, Matt, that I do what I do. Mm. I have watched, as you have as a minister, I have watched our technology take people from a deep walk with God many years ago where they'd enter into worship services in our, in our meetings and the Holy Spirit was so strong and so sweet and you would just you you didn't want to leave mm. and all time would just disappear and now the same thing happens with social media and that's what we swapped it out yeah. for and god is not mad he misses us mm. and he loves us and the call that he's given me is to write about this so if i could just distill everything down into what i do i just feel god's heart where his children are are, are so in the church or so and i'm not mad at anyone and i've done it myself so i judge no one but they have taken the devices or the culture coming through the devices. They've gotten hooked on dopamine and their intimacies have followed. Mm. And God is saying, I want your heart back. Mm. I want your heart back because you've given your heart because wherever you're spending your time, wherever your eyes are locked onto for long periods of time. So at the end of my messages, I typically close with, and I've probably done it at, at New Hope. So you, you probably have seen this where I show this picture of these kids. It's about seven or eight girls. They're out for an evening together. It's not a shocking picture, but they're all of them are looking at their phones. We all see that. But this is what I, I think the Lord has, has asked me to, to tell the body of Christ. Those kids are available 24 seven. They're, they're locked in all the time. And there's not a moment that they're not available. 
And 24-7, they take it with them everywhere. Mm. The loo, the bedroom, everywhere. And Jesus, if I'm hearing him, Matt, is simply asking me to say to the body of Christ, I wish my people would love me like that. Mm. I wish they would be that devoted to me. I wish they would stare at my face all the time. Mm. I wish they would scroll through my word all the time. Because the plans that I have for them are not to harm them, but it's to give them hope and mm. a future. But I cannot get their attention. But I love them, and I wish they would love me like that. Mm. Mm. I think it's such an important thing. And I just had that verse come to me, and I returned to me as your first love. Mm. That's what the Lord's saying. Yeah. I just want to ask if you could pray for anyone watching this and listening to this right now, those that might be struggling uh, with addictions to devices, which is all of us really, just pray for people to get set free. Yeah, be happy to do that. I feel in my heart to say too, if you're a mom, you know, a, a lot of moms feel like they've given their kids these devices and, and they've lost their children. They're in the same home, but they have no relationship. The whole world, their whole world centers around Roblox and Fortnite, you name it. But mom, you're not, you're not alone. God has caused you to watch this or listen to this. He loves you. And there's no accident that you're watching this. And so I want to pray for you. And then I want to pray in general. Thank you for letting me do this. Okay. So let's pray. Father, uh, moms are on my heart right now who just feel all alone. Maybe their husbands are gamers and all that. But Lord, they're watching this because your spirit has drawn them. And Lord, you have brought Matt a long way to connect with me. And I'm so grateful. So Lord, we're going to assume that you're working miracles right now because you love your people. And Jesus, I'm asking for a manifestation of the spirit of God on everyone who listens to this. That sweet, sweet presence that is stronger than any demonic spirit could ever be. Lord, where your spirit is, the scripture says there's liberty. So let liberty and freedom come by the Holy Spirit of God on everyone who's watching this. Jesus, be real to folks. And I pray in the older saints who might be listening or watching that you'll rekindle some of that that we talked about. Those times when the presence of God would come and they would just get lost Give them a hunger to get back to that. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us all to find where technology fits and where it doesn't. And let it the bad side of it just fade into the background in favor of the sweet presence of God and a hunger for the word of God like we've never had before. And Lord, it's in Jesus' matchless name that I pray these blessings over our audience, Lord. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Brad. And if people want to find out more, What's the best website to go to? BradHuddleston.com. Um, it's just my name mm -hmm. and uh, .com, BradHuddleston.com. And Matt, so good to have you in our neck of the woods. I can't wait to see you in Brisbane. Mm, awesome, mate. Thank you so much. And I encourage people to check out that website. Search up uh, Brad Huddleston. And also, uh, he's got three great books. I encourage you to check those out. Uh, God bless you, mate. I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks yeah, for your time. Yeah, you are too. Thank you, brother. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at HistoryMakersRadio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. 
Matt Prater's latest book is now available. History Makers, Devotions, Downloads and Dad Jokes. It will take you on a journey through God's Word and will hopefully give you a few laughs along the way. It's just $15 plus postage. Order now at historymakersradio.com. Discounts available for bulk orders. The heart behind this book is to challenge people to get into the habit of daily devotions with Jesus. Find out more at historymakersradio.com. Station sponsor.